Welcome to the Metal Hammer Podcast, episode 42. I'm Mel, I'm here with Luke and Al. Hi guys. Hi. What's going on? It's the answer to the life, the universe and everything. It is, it is. I thought of level 42, so that's good. Um, <laughs> cool. Uh, Ellen and Luke are both sat much further away from me than normal because they don't want to catch my cold. So Literally, why are you here? I feel quite go lonely. Because yeah, I want to give the, the people good audio content with my mm. husky voice that I can feel losing as I talk. <clears throat> sexy husky God voice. Almighty. Uh, our fantastic brand new mega redesigned issue is out now. It's a world exclusive interview with Slipknot. The man to my left, Luke Morton, does an excellent cover feature with Joey Clown and Corey Taylor. We talk about the uh, intense and at times insane story behind All Hope Is Gone, which turned 10 years old this year. Also comes with a cool free Slipknot book, uh, free Slipknot art poster with two different designs, and a free CD put together by the woman to my right, Miss Eleanor Goodman. Hey. It's really good. Hi. <laughs> uh, you can still watch episode one of Metal Hammer TV. Well, we call it episode one. It's more of a pilot, really. Uh, so you can watch the first pilot of Metal Hammer TV. Um, we do have more episodes coming soon. We're just fine tweaking them because we want to make sure they're absolutely brilliant. So we'll be showing those off in a bit. How you guys been? All right. Yeah. Oh, I'm cold, if I must, must say. Man. It's yeah. fucking cold it's in cold. this office. You yeah. yeah, but it's also kind of like, I don't know, I'm getting into the autumnal vibe a bit. I don't like it being dark. Well, it's halfway through November now. We're kind of straight into winter by now, aren't we, really? Well, not yet. I think technically it's December. I'm sort of like, you know, getting into that cosy vibe. I was playing some autumnal music at the weekend, typo negative, catatonia. I love that word. And I'm really excited for Christmas because I really like Christmas. I know some people hate it. And I'm getting excited about getting a tree and drinking more wine. And I'm excited. Cool. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for your excitement. It's my birthday next week, so reasons to be cheerful for November. Um, no, just me, thank you. Yeah, well, well done. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what cheered me up. I went to see the Prodigy last week. Was it good? Yeah, rubbish. <laughs> Terrible live band, <laughs> awful to watch. No, um, yeah, one of the best live bands of all time, just one of the best bands of all time. Uh, I, they don't do bad shows, and this is really good as well. Um, the set list was really cool. I really like the new album. I think it's really strong. I think it harks back to the Jilted um, Generation era Prodigy, which is mm. my favourite Prodigy album. So uh, I'm all in on the new stuff. They played a lot of that. They played some really rare old tracks as well. They played Everybody in the Place, which only pops up every so often. Um, they played No Good, which again is a bit of a rarer cut now. They played Fire off of Experience, which I think they've been playing for the first time since like 92 on this tour. So it was a really cool mix of stuff. Um, yeah, Keith and Maxim, just great. Shout out to Maxim Reality, who I think is in his early 50s now and looks <laughs> at least 15 years younger on stage. He's he still unbelievable. He just, yeah, he just looks like a machine. He just looks so cool oh, as well. Man. Just want to be him. Um, so yeah, that was great. Um, also saw one of the coolest things I think I've ever seen, which I um, post about on social media, because on the other day Prodigy played, not the day I saw them, um, Horror was supporting them. And uh, at the gig, they had this Horror Prodigy collab shirt. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it was like a one of those long sleeves it's that so had print cool. on the sleeves. <clears throat> it's kind of cool, uh, you know, Prodigy's um, sim like logo or mascot or whatever. It's like an ant. And so they had this robot ant on the front, and it had Horror's logo down one side and Prodigy's logo on the other. I just thought that was such a cool idea. And, for, and also, I know it kind of gives them cool points for doing it, but for an arena-level dance band like Prodigy to be collabing with a still relatively underground 
innovative, innovative punk band. Mm. It's just cool as fuck. And like I said the other day, just one of the many reasons they're one of the best bands ever. So more bands should do collab shirts as well as dealing with that. Definitely would like to see that more. There's so many I would want to see. It'd just be cool, wouldn't it? Just yeah. like, especially in like the hardcore scenes, the thrash scenes, those kind of real tight knit metal scenes you get. I think I'd love to see stuff like that. We all kind of fantasy design it on the yeah, other day. Yeah, right, yeah. Imagine if you could have like Vic Rattlehead fighting Eddie on a Maiden Megadeth collab shirt or something like that. Definitely won't happen, but I would buy it. <laughs> if you're listening, Maiden. <laughs> <laughs> if, if Dave or Bruce at all are listening. <laughs> Um, you can see Bruce designing the merch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah he <laughs> definitely sits there drawing it all out. I think he's got enough on his plate, to be honest. Um, a lot of festivals going on. Yeah, <laughs> fuck me. Like, Everyone's on festival do lally. And it's like, oh, it's, well, it's cold. We're announcing all the parties of the summer. It's, it's looking ridiculous. Where where should we start? Start with the big one. Go download. Yeah. My voice is cracking. So do you want to go through this ridiculous download? I'll try and read out all of it. <laughs> fuck load of names in here. Okay, right. We've got. Slayer, Anthrax, Lamb of God, Smashing Pumpkin, Stream Theatre, oh, Eagles good. of Death Metal, Blackberry Smoke, Alien Weaponry, Bad Flower, Black Futures, I Prevail, The Interrupters, Ginger, Yinya, can't remember, uh, Man with a Mission, Nothing Nowhere, Our Last Night, Riding the Low, Royal Republic, State Champs, Underside, Whitechapel, Whitechapel, should I say, Yours Truly, and Zebrahead. I'm not sure if all those are real bands. <laughs> but well, we'll get to more of that in a minute. Uh, <laughs> That's fucking good, isn't it? That's metal as well, really. Can you see a a uh, subgenre of metal or even rock music itself that isn't represented in that? that is, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, that's mad, isn't it? Really. It's I my favourite lineup are you gonna get... for like a decade or something. It's so good. It's insane. Where else are you going to get progressive metal to thrash to death metal to? Zebra Head like Scarpunk, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, to Scarpunk represented in one like it's ridiculous, and and I mean. I think in another year, especially because it's going to be Slayer's last ever UK show, this one. So we talked about Slayer's last gig and stuff recently. This is going to be their last ever UK yeah, show. Yeah, they've announced it now, haven't they? This is the last one. Yeah. Um, I think in another year, Download could have had the last ever Slayer show and Smashing Pumpkins as headline bands. And they've got them just on the bill. It is mad that Pumpkins... It's insane. That Pumpkins... Last, you know, the only time I saw them, they were headlining... Lee's festival. Yeah, I was gonna say they're headline running in Lee's. And and now they're just they seem to be I can't remember where they are on the post now. There's like they're still a low. They're under band, they're under under, um, tool, they? under tool, yeah. Yeah, which is like that's not bad, I suppose. That's a fucking good Smashing three hours of rock. But and then on, yeah, on the Saturday now Slayer got, then Slipknot. Yeah, <laughs> and on the Slayer you've got Deantbird. Mate, <laughs> it's gonna be the most ridiculous three hours that's or four hours. Sunday, so awesome. I'm not doing so, any work so, on that Saturday. So awesome. Yeah, absolute shout out to Download because um, this summer is looking so busy. You've got the Ramstein show, the Metallica show. Um, there's other yeah. stuff to be announced from what I've heard as well. There's um, British Summertime. British Summertime normally has a couple of rocky things on it. Um, so Download needed a big lineup, I think. I yeah, really yeah, yeah I think And so. they've just pulled out what is, I mean, as close to objective as you can be about this kind of stuff. It's one of the strongest lineups I've put together in years, man. Yeah, it's insanely ridiculous. good. I think it's called cool that if, you know, this year they obviously, yeah, like Lamb of God just casually tossed in there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like this, you know, this year was oh. a different vibe of downloading, especially with the Saturday and the Guns N' Roses day. Everything was centred around Guns N' Roses. Yeah, really yeah this it year. was. Whereas this year they've sort of gone, all right, all, you know, the money that we spent on guns, we're now just going to book every good band that's in Europe. 
And yeah, it's fucking mad how many people are just turning up for three days in the field. You're just, I just feel like it's really catering to all kinds of rock fans. You know, you've got Death yeah. Heaven and Whitesnake um, and Slash. Uh, like that's an unbelievable classic rock triple bill. Yeah, there's not many day. festivals that have got White Snake and White Chapel. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. It's just, oh, it's just gonna be cracking. Absolutely yeah, cracking. Yeah, really. Slayer followed by Slipknot is as Ooh. good as it gets. I mean, you're really gonna struggle to find a better one to uh, any festival ever than that. Yeah, that's goodness me, stupid. And, and we know Slipknot will have at least one new song to play. Hopefully, by then, yeah. some more new materials to play as well. And it's imagine, I think it's what we need really now. imagine how, how hard that crowd is going to go for not only Slayer's last ever UK show but the first time Slipknot have played in like it's just going to be stupid with new material yeah. that judging by that first single there will be blood who's going to stop you drinking too much and forgetting it no one <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness so we, and also well, the day after the download announced I think Bloodstock announced the yes speaking of good lineups. Uh, we've got Death Angel, Metal Church, Grand Magus, Evil Scarecrow, and Ross the Boss. It's metal as it gets. It's pretty metal. I'm a, I love that Grand Magus. That is an obscenely metal yeah, <laughs> bunch of uh, announcements It's there. just like, what do you like of metal? Oh, Grand Magus though. I, f- I, f- I fucking love Grand Magus. They're great. Oh, yeah, I was just about to sing them band. and then I realised how terrible it would sound. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you'd thrown yourself under the bus, but never mind. That's so catchy. Um, and Evil Scarecrow are pretty much... They're a bit of Bloodstock band through and through, aren't they? Yeah, really? Bloodstock. I think some bands just become festival house bands, don't they? And Evil Scarecrow are definitely one of Bloodstock's house bands now. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. Everyone loves them. They get massive crowds. They're fucking stupid. Yeah. And I mean that as a compliment, compliment as much as an insult, to be honest. You'll be down there doing the crab dance. I will not. <laughs> I can assure you I will not. Crabulon. Crabulon, that's it, fuck. Jesus Christ. To be fair, I saw, the, I saw them live and yeah, it, you can't not enjoy it when you're watching They're it. They're really good musicians. I can give it a good well. go. <laughs> They're really good musicians. No, they, they are. They do they really are. good songs. It's daft, but it's fun. It is daft. And it's very much in the spirit of, you know, heavy metal at its silliest. And uh, yeah, they're, they're going to get a massive crowd. Yeah, exactly. That's just what's going to happen. It's what always happens. If them, if them and Sabaton are on the same day, that's going to be a lot of ludicrous throat sharing. Yeah, that's going to be amazing. Did you say throat sharing? What did I just say? Throat sharing. I'm ill. That's going to be a lot of throat sharing. Everyone's going to be showing Put your throat away. Shape throat is what I meant to say. Sorry. Not quite with it. Oh, dear. But yeah, looking very, very good. And still a headliner to be announced. We've got Sabaton and Scorpions confirmed. Yeah, shit. I think it's. Who's it going to be? Is it the Saturday night headliner that's still got to announce? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, so it's obviously not Slayer, so. not Slayer. We've got a big, big, well, one of the biggest and best ever classic rock bands in there. Great kind of uprising power metal band in there. So, yeah, clean slate for a Don't know what you could fill it with, I guess. Just a good big band. A good big metal band, please. Yeah, interesting. Speaking of big metal bands, Merlin. <laughs> Go on. Bullet <laughs> 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 Bullet Bull- 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 Valentine. Uh, yeah, playing Slam Dunk. Doing Slam Dunk. Weird. That's mad. Interesting. Uh, considering they've just uh, they've just done Ali Pali. Yeah, is yeah. it? Literally last week. Uh, yeah, just just headlined. You know, one of the biggest venues in the UK. Got a very good review from our Ali Cooper, which will be in the next issue of Um. Is they are now the headlining? I think on one of the stages, uh, uh, Slam Dunk, not not headlining the whole thing, all time low headlining the festival. Right. But Bullet are like co-headlining or they're headlining one of the stages, something like that. But so I haven't been to 
slam dunk for years now. So I know that they've changed at least one of the venues out of the three places they do it. But have they changed the London venue? Is this um, the the Hat- Hatfield moved... Uh, sorry, London. Listen to me. Yeah, Hatfield. Uh, yeah, Hatfield. Hatfield moved outdoors last year. Um, like the main stage is now outdoors and all the others... Oh, the two, year before, two, two because of the we were there outdoors. together. No, it's outside. No, it's only last year, the outdoor one. When it was a mood entire... Do you mean the, last the, year as in this year, technically speaking? As in this year, it was in a field. Oh, yeah, last year. I mean last year. But last year was at the uni still, when we watched Shikari. Oh, right, is it not now? No, it's not at the uni anymore. It's now moved to a big field. Very small amount station. of people listening to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> this conversation. Don't, don't interrupt and get it wrong. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's in a field. Uh, now, but, now, but now Leeds uh, was... I think in the move from the uni to the city centre, and now it's moved from the city centre to a big outdoor field thing. So it's okay. probably got even bigger. So it's probably bigger spaces because if the main stage has moved outside for slam dunk, that probably means that the metal stage is getting a or the, the quote unquote heavier stage is getting a bigger space indoors. I would have thought. Yeah, I thought you'd say a big marquee tent or they have another stage next to it. It's still crazy though, like. Like you said, it's not even like, oh, well, they used to headline arenas once upon a time. They've literally just done an arena. Yeah. And now they're going and doing that. And what we spoke, we see Ali Cooper, who you mentioned there, um, who uh, reviewed the Ali Pali gig, chatted to Matt Tuck for us yesterday on the Metal Hammer website. Um, and he was saying that this is just a continuation of the Gravity Tour, that he's like, he's not seeing this as, a, it's just another evolution in what Book My Valentine can and are doing as a band. It's just like, yep, yeah, fine, now we can going to headline the stage at a completely different audience and I guess interesting they've, they've said yeah, recently in the past that they're not just well, don't want to be a metal band you know, or whatever so they're not you know, so why not play what is a pop yeah, punk festival yeah he did festival? say this in, a, in our feature we ran when we did the album that he'd been doing a lot of co-writes that had been travelling around that had been you know felt like he didn't want to stagnate he didn't want to do the same thing over and over again he didn't just want to stick with metal so I agree with you it makes sense if they're branching out into other fan bases, essentially, and going to other places where people at Slamdunk might not have heard them. Yeah. Some people might not have, if, you know, if they're different generation or listen to different kind of music. I think, I think so. I think everyone's still got a soft spot for the singles on that first record as well. Like, even if you're going to go and watch uh, whoever else, yeah. Do you know that, what, what if you're like 18 to 21, how old were you when that first record came out? Like, Don't make me do primary, maths. Primary school age. 12? No, is it? Less than that. It came out in 2005, so if you were 18, you'd have been... Five. Five. <laughs> oh, God! <laughs> See what I mean? So, My youth! So you might just be like, oh, I've sort of heard people talk about this band, I don't really know who they are. And if you're like 18 or in, even in your 20s, you know, that is 13 years ago. So... But that's probably the you point, You might not really it? know a lot about them. They want to win yeah, over exactly. those bands. Exactly. Because they, they might be the heavier band on that bill that people can go and see and go, wow! And their sound is different now. They've got, you know, it's less heavy if you want to go down that road. It is different. They put electronics in and... Yeah. They did Imagine Dragons cover, so yeah. good for them. Did they really? So where yeah. are they going, really? Who knows? I don't know, but I, 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 I don't think... <laughs> Only Matthew Tuck. I don't think this is a negative at all. I think, I think it's an interest, I think it's an interesting way of doing things. Because like, they did download this year. Last year? This, no, this year. This year, yeah. So they weren't going to do it again. The They'd probably get eaten alive at Bloodstock, to be honest, if they turned up. Um, so I think Slam Dog's an interesting interesting move for him, you know, his younger fan base. Mm. But, you know, there's some other heavy bands that got announced for Slam Dog. Go on in. A few. You've got Glassjaw, Turnstile, uh, and Knocked Loose. They're the only heavy bands. There's, but there's also, they announced Simple Plan, The Men's Singers. The Get Up Kids, Saves the Day, Tiny Moving Parts, 
trophy eyes and someone called I don't know how but they found me <laughs> how are you going to shout that from the stage <laughs> we are I don't know how they found me <laughs> fair enough but yeah that, that's that's I'll go to Slam Dunk. I've been to, I think I've been to Slam Dunk every year since like 2009. Last something. year was the first time I didn't go in years and years and years, and it was weird not going. But the lineup just didn't pull me in last year. Every time I died, I played, so I was going to go. But, Fair, but it was good. Shall we do this um, this really good Leeds lineup? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, not metal at all, is it? It's but, not metal, and more so, it makes me feel like a decrepit old slug just looking at. Yeah. <laughs> three of the artists I was reading through the names before we started recording and embarrassingly I actually read out who are NOT3S and Luke just looked at me and went that's notes I was like oh. <laughs> so there we go go on then right let's, let's, shall we go through them and see which ones are real uh, <laughs> we've got Foo Fighters 21 Pilots Very 1975 real. and Post Malone they're the headliners so Post Malone and 21 Pilots are co-headlining one day oh were they right yeah I think that's interesting because I saw Post Malone well, like two or three songs of Post Malone this year when I went to Reading and he was sort of like middle of the day on the main stage and got a decent crowd but not as big as I thought it would be but obviously- oh, I saw someone on Twitter say that he got the biggest crowd of the weekend oh I was I was, I was there for like three hours oh, okay. I literally turned up watched Bring Me and went home again oh, okay. <laughs> but you know that's all I saw but I thought Post Malone was you know, okay but not my thing but to be how fair how often is a, as an artist Played halfway up a Bill One year and come back and headline the next bit year at a festival. I, I can't think of a single time that's happened. Like you'd yeah, be going way back. That's some trivia for you. You usually wouldn't get people back again straight away either. I'm wondering if it might happen at like a Monsters of Rock or something when yeah, you know, like big metal bands kind of coming through that time. But yeah, that's that is crazy. And shout out to Reading as well for not just going. Oh, you've played this year, so you can't play next year. It's like no, fuck off. Like you, you're still what's hot right now. Without sounding like an old man, and yeah, you know, just like there's no point. There's no, there's no point going. Oh, he's still really famous, but better not book him till next year. It's like no, fuck it. Like why not? Everyone obviously still wants to see him. Yeah. So well done him. Well done, SoundCloud rap. <laughs> you sound so bitter. <laughs> God, I can't. I can't. Right. Him, I can't and you've also got and that across the weekend, the Amazons, Bastille, Billy Eilish. She was uh, pointed out to me when I spoke to Shirley Manson from Garbage earlier this year about women in metal. Is she metal? She, she's not metal, but uh, Shirley Manson flags her up as somebody who's really cool and like kind of one to watch and a younger woman and, um, I, you know, but I think she was also making a few negative points about the way she might have been portrayed or looked upon as a younger woman at the time. Um. Like, um, kind of saying, you know, it wasn't kind of fair some of the things people were saying about given she is so young. I can't remember how old she is. Um, I think she might be in her teens. Um, so yeah, she's obviously fast rising, and um, I think Shirley Manson was sort of feeling a bit protective of her in that oh, sense. Oh right, right. don't you know her? Interesting. Uh, you've also got Blossoms, Bowling for Soup. Yeah, no, no. Camel Fat, Crewcast. Uh, is it Dennis Salter? I don't know oh, you're making you. these up now. Uh, <laughs> Distillers, G Flip, Haley Keogh. Hold on a minute, hold on a minute. Distillers, we should, we should, yeah, should recognise that. That's a big name in this the This is the only one out of everything on there that I'm super stoked on. Very cool. Hopefully they could do like a little. Yeah, I'm hoping they actually tour or something. I, I, I wouldn't be. Yeah, it works. Most bands end up doing a London date around Reading and Leeds. You know, I'm hoping they'll do like the Underworld or something and everyone goes. Bat shit. Okay. And it'll be lovely. Hedy Kyoko, Juice World, Notes, Pale Waves, Paris, Stefan Don, Sundara Karma, and Young Blood. 
heard of Young Gun. Obviously, I like Paris. I like Paris, but the last record I wasn't as keen on. No, wasn't as good. I think it's a different Paris. Nope, it's it's Paris. Um, I've never one. heard of Juice My autocorrect made it spelled correctly on this piece of paper. <laughs> so like, oh. I've never heard of Juice World without the Owen. Have you? No, no, no. not without the Owen. I mean, why would you name yourself after someone that sounds like it sounds smoothies? <laughs> 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 probably, probably some really cool reference point that I've missed. Um, yeah. Anything? Uh, anything you excited for then, Merlin? Well, no, no. <laughs> um, no, I mean it's it's one of those things where people people made a big hiss and fit about this year's Reading lineup um, and Leeds lineup, which I actually thought had some really good stuff on it. But I just think it's it's a festival for young younger music fans, and it reflects where young where young music has. And, and to be fair, even though there's not a lot of metal on the bill yet, I imagine they'll get some in there in the uh, in the metal tent they have there and that kind of stuff. Um, you know, you still got a really good. You've got Foo Fighters there. Like, that is still yeah. a, a big, course, big, course. big, big. I've never been that bothered about Foo Fighters. But they're like no, a but... massive staple. The first time I went to Leeds Festival, I think they were headlining in the early 2000s. They're one of those bands that can come back and do it again and again and again. Unquestionably yeah. one of the Which I think is really cool, like, that you have bands like that that sort of provide a bit of continuity. You can have a ton of new bands, but you can still have a band that sort of unites people and is still relevant. And yeah. it's pretty cool. I'd love to see Foo Fighters in download, though. Really? Yeah, because it would just even though we've seen them a hundred times, it would just feel different and more exciting because it's a download. It'll feel like a different thing. And the greatest hits Foo Fighters set is is a lot of fun. To be fair, they've got like some the serious too. bangers now. Yeah, yeah. I should yeah, give a shout fair. out to Blossoms because they're from Stockport and so am I. And yeah, they're literally born in the same hospital, and they're named after the pub that my ex is the landlord of now. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good bit of trivia. Is wow. Stockport just like two streets? <laughs> Shut up, <laughs> You're from the north as well. That's like me starting a band and calling it Martin's Pond. Because <laughs> that was my local. <laughs> Shout out Martin. Yeah, I work there. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's, just it's, a, it's, a fest, it's a festival that reflects the main demographic. And I think what is really good about Reading and Leeds is that whether you like the bands on it or not, it tends to end up having one of the most diverse lineups yep. in all of music. You know, last year you had everyone from Kendrick Lamar to, I can't remember the metal bands that were playing now, but they had some proper metal bands on there mm. as well. You know, they have grime, hip hop, pop, dance music, metal, rock, punk. Um, but uh, yeah, not a lot on there that I've, I'm mad or not, I've even heard of. <laughs> no, you've got to remember, unless the distillers are going to headline one of the tents, they probably haven't announced the... The metal stage or the rock and metal stage. Yeah, and that, that is always a really good lineup. Yeah, yeah, it's always really good actually. So yeah, we will see. We will I see. think we should go uh, give up. notes a spin this afternoon. Yeah, maybe. Glad to announce Stormzy as well. That was a thing. Yeah, that's fucking Everyone, wicked. I know. Good to be awesome. Uh, that's your festival, dream, isn't it? Fest- well, I won't go that far. I liked. I liked the album. One of your dreams. Yes, maybe. It was good, so yeah. You go to Glastonbury, you'll like it. I love Glastonbury, and I am looking forward to it. That will be sure. good. Hopefully, Glastonbury will get an earwax stage again, because that was the... Oh, fuck, yeah, because they moved it to uh, Boomtown this year, because obviously Glastonbury wasn't on. Yeah, yeah, they did. Um, and so, yeah, I went to the went to the last Glastonbury. I tend to go most years, and the, they had the earwax stage, and it was really, really cool. Um, and they had, like, Napalm Death playing yeah. nearby and all that kind of stuff, so... Hopefully, Glastonbury will get some metal in as well. Metal everywhere. Metal at all the festivals. Metal on top. Metal at Creamfields. Do it. (laughs) (laughs) Creamy metal. (laughs) Oh my god, can someone take a reading? Stop coughing on me!
I'm going to die. This is disgusting. You do it, Luke. Right. Reader questions. <laughs> Facebook.com forward slash Mount Hammer readers. Fuck's sake. <laughs> right. Uh, Mikey Roel asks, would anyone have preferred bass in the Unjustice for All remaster? I, for one, like it without. I that like was... the remaster. Um, but... I think you, you. It would have been nice to hear one with bass in it. Yeah. Just to hear what it would sound like. You know, and the thing is, if you don't like a remaster, you still got the original records to go back to. So. Yeah, still without the bass though. I think is obviously. No, what I mean, sorry, I mean if they did a remaster with bass. Right. Yeah. And you heard that, and you decided and you would, it's just yeah. nice to see if it works or not because Lars, I can't remember if it was Lars or James, came out and said, you know. In re- it's re- it's respectful of the original art to not I'm, I'm misquoting him here but it's something like it's respectful of the original art to not bring the bass back in or something right. like that you know they wrote it in a way where the bass wasn't given prominence and they want to stick by that but I still would have liked to have heard it yeah it's you not- know I, I don't I don't really sit listening to Justice for All thinking it's just terribly produced I just think it's a great album yeah it's a good album I say I I enjoy it but I think it's the one it's the one thing everyone was expecting wasn't it when they announced or everyone wanted, not necessarily expecting, everyone wanted when they announced they were doing all these remasters. I think uh, the online metal community were all quite vocal being, oh, I hope they put the bass back on or the or whatever for and for justice. Yeah. But yeah, I, it still sounds good as a remaster. Obviously, all these metal remasters yeah, sound it's great. great. I've got the uh, one of the big boy boxes. <laughs> and I haven't started making my way through it. I, have you opened it yet, so I don't want to open it. It's got so much cool stuff in it. It's yeah, got patches so much stuff I don't want to look at. No, I know, but I don't. I don't know with those kind of things. It's like once you, it's like uh, someone out of Indiana Jones or something. Like once you take the lid off, it's like the magic escapes. Yeah, that was zoom. That's how this film Yeah, that was the original Pringles slogan. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> what? Don't open them. For <laughs> yeah. the love of God, don't pop. Pringles, don't pop them. <laughs> <laughs> don't think so. Um, but yeah, I, I think the remaster is cool. Uh, I, yeah, as I said, I still haven't got my way through all the other delights and B sides and live versions and all sorts of mad stuff they've got mm. um, that's come with it as well. It's good. Tim Bishop asks, "Why, why, when, when I have spent my whole life listening to thrash punk and black metal, do I seem to know all the lyrics to any mainstream pop radio song for the last thirty years?" Because they're bangers, Tim. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with knowing the words to songs that, you know, are designed massive. to get in your head. Yeah, exactly. They're literally designed for you to know. Yeah. And you, you're just going to absorb these songs by osmosis. You know, when you're walking through Sainsbury's or whatever, or your local supermarket of choice, you've, you're going to hear these songs just blasted into you without really paying attention to it. And then you'll hear it on the radio or whatever or just on adverts. And before you know it, you're going to know the words to the chorus. I actually think that trailers... I think the two things that that because um, it's easier than ever to just ignore pop music now. Like if you don't want to yeah, yeah, pop yeah. music, you really don't have to because most people probably won't listen to like the charts as a way to get there. Oh, I'm talking about rock and metal fans here. They won't sit and listen to the charts. You know, music TV is in a different place now. You don't have like top of the pops and stuff like that as a mainstream, uh, you know, taste kind of mm. decider and all that. You might watch the Brits out of curiosity. But with with Spotify now, I think you've got more reason than ever to just create your own bubble and stay in it if that's what you want to do. But I do think that things like adverts and video games and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, video games. Shops. That's how, if people still go to shops. Yeah. Well, the thing is, whenever I'm walking around, I've always got my headphones in if I'm in a shop. Mm. So it's quite unusual that I'd be like around going, oh, what's this song playing? Do you know what I mean? In the gym, I hear stuff sometimes. Bars. Pubs. Bars. If you go to those kind of bars. 
<laughs> just not metal bars. Well, some people don't. Some people don't want to go to a, you know, a vodka revs. Yeah. <laughs> Walk about. Yeah, exactly. Or maybe it's like South Park when they had the episode about the underpants gnomes who'd come and take your underpants and maybe at night time people like just creep into your house and, <laughs> and just sing into your ears. Yeah, and then when you wake up you know it. That sounds like a horrible Terry yeah. Pratchett plot. Just, Here's the new Little Mix single. And then, <laughs> and I was actually listening to that album this week, it's quite good. It's wicked, yeah. It's really good. Yeah, it makes I've great. never cared for them but I, I quite like that album. It's a, bit, it's a bit old now but they do a song called Salute which is fucking ace. It, it was the theme tune to Evolution, the WWE pay-per-view, if oh, really? anyone was paying attention. Wow. I know. What, what, what pop music from this year have you liked? What about this year? Little and, what, and why is Janelle Monáe the correct answer? <laughs> I really like the Cardi B record. Oh, I, really I, like, I haven't listened oh, to it. Oh, I love the Cardi B record. It's so <laughs> obnoxious, but I fucking love it. Amazing. I'm trying to think what other like, actual pop I've listened Janelle to. Janelle Monáe is the best pop album of the year, by the way. Um, the Church's album's great. Yeah, the Church's album is great. Really good. I saw them this year at the churches for the first time in years. She's amazing. Like, her yeah, voice is ridiculous. Um, uh, the Weekend EP that released earlier in the year. That's oh, I've not heard that. I think that was this year. But I can't you, think of anything. Because you just listened to autumnal. Autumnal metal. There's kind of stuff that I've heard, but I just can't think of anything right now. Wow. Yeah, well, what we're saying, Tim, is you can like pop music and thrash punk and black yes, metal. It's okay. I actually find that I know I end up knowing songs because of FIFA. Do you know what I said about video games? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because whenever they, in the, the menu and the kind of, the little training bit before you start again, they've just got songs playing in the background. And sometimes I'll be out in a bar. In fact, I went to see Foles at Glastonbury once because all my mates went to see it and I'd never heard a single song by them. Or so I thought until they started playing this tune. I was like, why do I know this? I don't know this. And then I got home the next day and started playing FIFA and realised it was like, oh. Amazing. I've been, I've been infected by pop. I think mean, what FIFA was it? I think mean, my FIFA two thousand that had Apollo four forty uh, stop the rock on it, and I just used to listen to that song on repeat. I fucking loved that song at the time. It's amazing, an absolute child. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't anywhere uh, soundtracks on video games were massive. Like the Tony Hawk's games were such a big oh, deal. Oh yeah, soundtracks they had. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, those first... Well, I think every Tony Hawk's game is probably... I've not played the later ones, but i probably still got a good soundtrack. But those first two were just seminal yeah. in getting young boys and girls into, you know, old punk. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. I mean, I like Halsey. Yeah, Halsey's great. Did she have an album this year? I think she might have done. Yeah, she did. I think Lord did as well. That might have been last year as well. Lord, Lord. Oh, Christina and the Queens was this year. That's a good album. She was named some pop albums <laughs> that we like. Welcome to the Metal Hammer Pop Podcast. Popcast. Um, Shall I do the next one? Yeah, go, go on. on. Michael Guy Perry asks, what are the best and worst support acts you've seen this year? I know what the best are. It's the three to... I, don't, I swear on my life this isn't us being biased, but the three support bands at the Trivium gig in Brixton. Oh, that was amazing. Oh, nice. I wasn't there. That was amazing. Venom Prison, Code Orange and Power Trip. Yeah. Just three good. of the best bands in the world right now. And to say that I don't necessarily think Code Orange were the best out of those three bands mm. on the night is it's showing you just how good um, that support bill was. And then on top of that, you got the best trivia and chart I've ever seen. So, well done, ever everybody. Seen. I don't know about bad support bands, though, actually. I can't think of someone I saw that I was like, oh, this is awful. Yeah, I can't either. Um, the only one I can think of, of the worst, there's probably no, there's no offence to the band. I don't think the band are bad. It was just I went this when I went to see Eamon Ra, Boris was supporting and it was Doom Boris and everything was turned up stupid loud. Everything yeah. was 
but like, I had to leave the room twice. Yeah, really? Okay, yeah, I, to, I was, I was um, with Hannah, who works on Prog magazine, who's also a fan of Amy Ra, but like, and she went out for a cigarette, and I was like, I'm just going to come with you and stand next to you. Like, I'm not, I'm not standing in this room. It was just like so fucking. Everything was peaking. It was just like it's not fun to be in that it's room. Not at all. Like, and yeah, Boris is fine, but it's just like this is just fuck. I wasn't the only one. The people just sat there like, on the side of the room or, or left the rooms, going, Nah, I can't be a part of that. It's just destroying my insides. But in terms of best, I think, wow, she sleep supported architects this year, did they? Was that this year? That was, God, yeah, that was this, yeah, that was this and year. I, yeah, and I thought sleep, that's one less as I've seen sleep. Yeah, that's good. That, that, that was, was amazing. Good. I'm trying to think, to be honest. Uh, Slay, like Lamb of God supporting Slayer the other day was yeah, really, yeah. really good as well. I'm fuck with them all. I still was a bit annoyed about the sound and that, but I think I was in the minority. It sounded really good, it was just too loud in the bass for me. Oh. Yeah, sad times. But, you know, I enjoyed them. <laughs> they were fun. Yeah. I can't think of any bad ones either. Luke confessed, actually, before we started recording, that he keeps a list of every gig he's been to, or he's kept a list of every gig this year, and I, my mind's gone completely blank, and I've forgotten who I've seen. Yeah, I've got that list. So for things such as this... But, uh... I just can't think of bad ones, because I, I do <laughs> think it's a bit of like a happy-clappy thing to say, but I do think that metal is in such a good place at the moment that you, the bills that tend to go around are just really good because there's good bands to pick from. If you want to do like a modern thrash bill, or you want to do a hardcore bill, or if you want to do a metalcore bill, if yeah. you want to do a black metal bill, or a death metal bill, or a varied bill, just like a general extreme metal bill, like there's so many good bands to pick from. You know, there's no excuse for just sticking crap on a bill, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, just completely. There's just so many good things to, to dig into at the moment. Yeah, there's nothing I've been to see this year where I've just gone, oh, what the fuck is this? Why have I, why have I got here an hour early? Yeah, 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 totally, totally. So um, well done, Metal, for being good. Well done, Metal. That's sad. I did see Godsmack has made support at Rockville and... Uh, <laughs> 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 Ugh. Agent Fresco were good. I went on about them loads. But when they yeah, support yeah. Leprous, we were talking about good support bands, they're another one I'd pick out who were just really, really, really good. I still can't mm. think of a bad one, though. You just only watch good bands. You've got such good taste. Good habits to have. <laughs> or you only turn up for oh, the headlines. I was going to say, if it's a support band I don't like, maybe I just won't go. But so, yeah, you know anything. you don't like it, so you won't go see him. Yeah, I'm sure there was one like that this year, but I can't remember who. Oh, quite possibly. Someone do this next question before I drown in snot. Uh, right. Keep away. Final question. At Tony <laughs> underscore C asks... Uh, oh, he's, he's American. It's Thanksgiving Day tomorrow, or today as you're listening to this, here in the States. So, what metal band are you most thankful for from your childhood for turning you into a metalhead? It was Kiss for me. Being born in the early 70s, they were as big as I knew. I branched into heavier stuff, but they were the first. Oh, that's a nice story. It's quite nice. And nice to be thankful. It is nice to be thankful. We don't do Thanksgiving over here. We're never thankful for anything. <laughs> Cynical. Uh, well, mine's predictable. Happy cynical day. I mean, <laughs> mine's, mine's tied probably between Linkin Park and Corn. Probably erring on Linkin Park if you have to pick just one, because they were like a massive deal and you know opened up that world. Yeah. So a bit predictable, but there you go. I think. Hmm. Obviously, I knew rock before I started getting into it properly, like hearing it was around and on the radio and whatever. But I think. Limp Biscuit is probably I got into before I got into Linkin Park purely for wrestling again I think Limp Biscuit is mine and I've yeah. worked into wrestling too when I think it was under, uh, is he Undertaker having like rolling as his theme tune and my way being the Wrestlemania 
team. Yep, that's uh, rolling mini team tube is how I got into it. And I think I think from that I I then went into got into Lincoln Park and stuff. I didn't get into corn until quite a bit later. Corn were like my first one because my friend like really fancied this guy who was in a band at school and used to like have tapes, like actual cassette tapes with corn on them and we would like bring in our Walkmans and nice. like listen to the tapes. That's cool. Yeah. I, I had a tape of hybrid theory, but I, but none, none, none of my friends were really into corn at school. I think only one person I knew was into corn. I didn't get to know them until quite a bit later. So I didn't really discover them or, or even think too much about them until a bit later. But but yeah, I guess, I guess it must have been. I, I loved the swearing. I'm not going to lie. I think when I first heard swearing properly in a song, I thought, this is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> you still love swearing now as well, don't you? I still love swearing. It's, it's really, really cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mum was definitely Limp Bizkit. Limp got me properly into metal. Um, Marilyn Manson kind of made me like fall in love with metal as like an art as an expression of art because of the you know that album's just incredible and all the imagery around it um and then i'll probably pick out in flames as well because they got me into obviously they're on the lighter side of it but through them i got into more extreme metal as well and i've just written down iron maiden for being the best band of all time so thanks to them for that yeah, fair. good spot to be yeah they were di- obviously different place you know getting into new metal as well but then i remember yeah of the older, bigger bands. I think Metallica was the first one that I really got into. I got into Metallica before Maiden, I think. I yeah, since. I got into them around about the same time. I got into Garaging. Right. Actually, I should definitely thank Metallica because Garaging, I think I've said before, and it got me into about eight bands. Oh, nice. So. Yeah, I remember someone playing me the Black Album and I was like, well, this is the greatest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Little did I know that was not the best Metallica album. But, <laughs> but, you know, but, yeah, hearing that and suddenly going, wait a minute, Metal's got all these bands. Like, but it came before Limp Bizkit. How did I not know? Yeah. How did that? What, how <laughs> yeah. did the past become a thing? Yeah. Why? Why? Thanks to all of those bands. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the past. Um, that is just about it. It's a short one, but Merlin's ill. Yeah. Well, don't blame me. Well, it's easier to blame you. Okay. <laughs> blame the ill ones. Eleanor's going to Nepal next week. No. This week. This yeah. Tomorrow. tomorrow. Ah, by the time you hear this, she'll be packing her bags. She'll be, <laughs> she'll be in the sky somewhere. How exciting. Yeah, it's really exciting. I'm going Why? To, what are you doing? I'm going to Silence Festival, which is an annual festival in Kathmandu, which they usually get um, sort of Western band in to headline, and then there's bands from other countries on the bill and bands from Nepal on the bill as well. And it's we featured it in the mag last year. It's basically a big old celebration of metal in a city that doesn't get to see a huge amount of metal happening i think there are kind of you know local bands local bars but this is kind of the flashpoint for the scene and everybody's going to be super excited so i cannot wait to get there everyone's going to be really 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 hyped because silence is the metal event of the year so it's going to be good and you're going to be back in next week to talk about it i am yeah cancer bats are headlining which is going to be great what a band that'd be lovely um cancer batman do Mm. Come on, come on! That deserves. That was good. Shrug. I liked it. I would wear a t-shirt with that one. Yeah, so they, if they haven't made t-shirt. custom merch for it, then they're missing a trick there. Awful, <laughs> awful people. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you do love uh, a swear. So uh, yeah, come back next week. I will be talking all about that, and we will have all the latest news, views, and ridiculousness from the world of heavy metal. Don't forget to pick up the latest issue of Metal Hammer. It's really good, and we spent basically a year putting together a redesign. We're very proud of it. Thank and you for everyone's um, feedback and support on it so far. We appreciate it. And watch the TV pilot. 
and watch the TV pilot, well, you'd see that that's the next thing on my list to, uh, to remind everyone about. So thank you for that. Um, <laughs> this is descended into chaos. Why do we all hate each other today? Because I'm ill. Um, episode, yeah, episode two of the Metal Hammer Show is going to come imminently. In the meantime, check out the, the, uh, the pilot because it was really good. We had a blast at that, didn't we? Bloody brilliant. You can see Luke basically completely disrespect and lavishly put together vinyl box. <laughs> <laughs> I apologise, but... Uh, subscribe on iTunes and Acast and don't forget to always leave us a review because it makes a difference in those good old hashtag algorithms. <laughs> You're really not feeling well. No, I'm not. <laughs> I've, I've just got down going home Merlin after this. some Lemsip. Send Somebody some send lemsip. him a care package. I ate a clove of garlic yesterday. <laughs> to stave off vampires? Yeah, because... Three different people told me that if you've got a cold, you should just eat garlic. Were, were they like having a laugh? Just like, oh, I bet we can get men and eat a whole thing of garlic if we tell them it's good for him. Honestly, have you eaten garlic straight up before? It's disgusting. It's so horrible. It's disgusting. It's so hot. It's like eating a really hot chilli pepper. I didn't really expect it. And then it. you get garlic breath. Yeah, it was, it was really minging. Honestly, I thought I was going to die. And I've still you know, got you feel like, better. No. You can <laughs> get like garlic supplements instead that you just swallow. Well, I don't have those. I've got garlic, so I ate one. <laughs> <laughs> like an apple. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm not going to get bitten by garlic by vampires this week. <laughs> <laughs> bitten by the garlic monsters. Oh, God, this has gone so wrong. That's finished. Sorry, everybody. I'll be better next week. And Elle will be here to review Nepal and it'll be really good. Yeah. Um, see you then, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.